0: Welcome everybody to Breaking the Rules, the bonus editions for Special Forces. Your host here, Amber Castro, and co-host Dana Mandel. Welcome.
1: Thank you for having me again.
0: Yeah, I love this time. We always have such a good time
1: recording these. So, and talking about the episode. <laughs> I never thought I'd enjoy the show as much as I do. Right. It's
0: definitely different, and I am super impressed by it. it. It intrigues me, and even watching it back and doing notes, I enjoy it. It's not torture for me, so kudos. To it's Fox.
1: torture for them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, no doubt. Um,
1: I am. I'm perfectly happy sitting on my couch taking notes while they're in the cold water. <laughs> that's for sure.
0: I, that would probably be height. Would be the horrible thing for me, but listening right, to right. them, You're terrified. Continuously of mm-hmm. talk about how cold they are. I am mm-hmm. not. I'm a warm-blooded person, so when I get a little bit cold, my body is like, "What is going on?" I would not be. I'm actually
1: always hot, always. So like, I feel like if I had to choose between one or the other, I would. I would choose cold not necessarily in their scenario, but I would choose cold because you can always put on more clothes, but there's only so many clothes you can take off. (laughs) That has been my experience. (laughs) So I am always on, like, I don't think I've ever turned the heater on in my place (laughs) because I am always hot. Are you serious? Is it that nice there? No, I'm just, I'm a naturally sweaty person by birth. Um, So I'm just always hot. Oh man, because I have the That's heat on me. right
0: now. So I hope we don't mm-hmm. hear it. But the heat is definitely. No, under. I don't hear anything. It is in the 40s. We're at
1: about 10 degrees here in Toronto. Like 8, oh, 9, or 10 Oh my gosh. Right now. Yuck. Yeah. But last week or two weeks ago was like 32. So it's just the apocalypse. It's fine. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. That's
0: scary though, Dana. Yikes. Yeah, it is. Okay. So this episode was titled Panic. Which, Favorite title. Love yeah, a good panic. <laughs> kind of set the mood for the way that the episode even started. It was like like waking up on day three because that's what it was really, was the morning of day three. And that setting in made me realize they're doing like two challenges a day. like kind of they're doing a lot
1: yeah i bet they're doing even more than what's being recorded i think nick violet mentioned that like it just in the sense of us watching them put like rocks over their heads they're actually doing that for an hour as opposed to the 10 seconds we see it so it definitely seems like a whole day endurance test
0: omg they hold they held those up there for an hour
1: I think that's what he said. Yeah, that was a few weeks back. But yeah,
0: I'll tell you a funny story. My husband, whenever we got married, the children were my children were 10 and 8. And they're Mm -hmm. our children at this point. But um, our son was extremely like he's ADHD. So like just paying attention and like knowing direction and following through with things is like super hard for him. And he, for punishment, you know, he never wanted to be the stepdad that came in and ever like lifted his hand at him or anything. Although I am not um, opposed to smacking children. I'm like, everybody deserves a good smack every now and again. Um, (laughs) But he uh, would do very different tactics with them. And our son played baseball. And one time, I don't even remember what he did. But he had him hold out the baseball bat with his arm, and like he was holding with both arms, and it just didn't even matter that both arms were holding this bat. It was just the mental, like holding it out there. It was like thirty seconds in, and he was like, "Oh my god, I'm dying!" <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> so just thinking about like thirty seconds in, and he was like, "I'm dying. Yeah. If you were holding that above your head. <sighs> which is even higher because he was just holding it out like chest level.
1: Right. I can't so imagine. I, I like, can't imagine. Just
0: putting those two things together just makes me laugh. I don't know.
1: Well, uh, your favorite bag, I, I wrote bag because I know you like to call Brian I Austin do. Green Bag. Um, he, he woke up and decided to leave that morning. Right?
0: I could see it boiling as they were talking when they were like, who's? successfully completed all the challenges and he was like i'm cold
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: then they were like what's the theme of the morning and it was like complaints that was the theme of the morning was
1: yeah yeah savannah (laughs) was complaining her throat was hurting from throwing up and being cold and i did
0: write down that when they called them out there as they were talking um jack ran like a little kid that just learned how to walk. It's it's hard to watch him run. Like, What's his deal, man? Like, I don't know, but he loses he's... hotness points, like that just goes down in radar for me when I see you run like that. It's, he like, if he doesn't have that bag on him, he'll stick his like arms behind him in the wind. Like, it's really weird, <laughs> Dana.
1: It's super weird. Yeah, well, we'll get back to him because I have some thoughts on him as well. But yeah, so at that first they pulled him out and they're like, who's, who's ready for the day? And Brian's like, nah, I'm out. And then we also had Robert, Robert. Horry decide to leave as yeah. well. So you know what I noticed? I I I know you don't watch The Bachelor, but I don't know if you used to watch it back in the day. But when somebody leaves on The Bachelor, they always usually hug each other goodbye and say like, you know, so great getting to know you and all of that. And here they just don't really get to do that. They just they can't even like look at each other to say goodbye. I thought that was sort of interesting, but I can imagine our friend Billy sort of um not, not taking that well. Right. He's like, don't
0: don't you talk to them? Don't touch They're each quitters. other.
1: <laughs> They're quitters. Exactly. <laughs> um and so by by that time of the day in the morning we've got nine left
0: nine left and at that point i'm thinking whoa this is going to this is going to make the elimination happen really quickly i i was not Mm -hmm. expecting two of them to quit quit before the day even started
1: no me neither
0: um i did see as they were heading to this challenge though that nick and tom were in the jeep together Was that the ride that he was talking about?
1: So, yes, it is, unfortunately. And I say unfortunately because now I know we're not getting that footage. Um, So Nick confirmed on his podcast this week that that was indeed the time. They were in the Jeep together. He asked him why he did it. Um, And they had, like, a whole real long conversation. And all I can assume, I mean, I I, I knew this was going to happen. But, like, Bravo could not allow that footage to be released this early prior to season eleven of, of vanderpump Rules, right? Like they need to be the ones who speak who get Tom's first story, yeah. I guess, right? Like it would be weird to come out on a different program on a different network.
0: But I mean, didn't he do kind of the same whatever?
1: He must have been really candid
0: with him. That's all I can say. Yeah. Because he's done that on the Mass uh, Singer. Yeah. He kinda said that. Ariana's kind of given her like, this is how I feel, like This is what happened. You know what I mean? Like it's not in depth. I feel like maybe he said some things that were pretty damning.
1: In my opinion, why even put Tom on the show if we're not gonna air that? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's why we're watching. I agree, but as soon like, as like, would I you saw have watched it, this if you were told that we were gonna get no Tom um, speaking whatsoever? We wouldn't I'm, have
0: watched. I'm so glad you you knew the answer because as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh, is this the Jeep ride? Those fuckers!" Yeah. Like, no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna keep listening to Nick, and I accidentally paid for his Patreon. So, um, if he does release anything more, then I will um, definitely let you know.
0: Okay. Sweet. Um the challenge is a battlefield challenge. It's right. really more mental than it is anything. You're protecting the life, the principle, they call it. Right. Um my husband did give me some some military terms. He said I've I've rarely heard them say the word principle in the military. So I don't know if they use that word because we're on a TV show and they just wanted Mm -hmm. to use it. But they did accidentally, I heard him accidentally throw out asset. And Nick was like, that is what I know. Asset is what they usually call that. And he said even package. They'll even call it package so that they don't know it's a human.
1: Why do you think they would change the
0: terminology just for the show? I would think because everybody can watch it and then they know like what you're talking about when you're having a
1: i didn't <laughs> i didn't know that meant a guy a bald guy really you didn't like, know it was principal. a person until you saw him in the car I, you know what i know that term in so many different ways like it's a job here like not i don't mean that principal yeah. of school but like when you're like the principal of like a dancer company, yeah you know yeah so there's so many different things and i'm like is this a I, I, I assumed it was a military word for a thing. If it was a guy, I figured they would say a guy. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Protect that man. <laughs> that I just thought it was interesting
0: because he was like, we don't use principle, that's really weird. And I was like, what do you use? It and is he weird. Was, he was like, asset, like asset is what we would mm-hmm. usually use. So I I don't know, I definitely wrote that down. Um, it, The challenge is very mental. I think this one would definitely, these are the kind of challenges I would super do well in, I think. Oh yeah, why? Because I am all about the mental game more than I okay. am the physical game. So if there's a mental challenge in which I'm supposed to morally do something right, I'm going to get like an A plus on that, hands down. Okay. I, I don't know why. Like, I guess it was, I guess it has something to do with how I was raised, I would say. That's
1: what i would say okay so basically they have to drive in this jeep and then there's like a surprise explosion that they don't know about and the principal is in a jeep behind them correct me if i'm wrong on any parts yes. of this i had to no, watch this yeah, a couple times to understand and then they need to make a decision from there and i feel like half of them decided i <laughs> they didn't really know what to do i think tyler came and tried to back up um but it the was ones who won were the ones who to...
0: they told him at all cost, like protect them at all costs.
1: But OK, like I, so know, try I, I, I really tried to put myself first. in the position. No, I tried to put myself in the position and just because the attack was a surprise and they didn't tell us about it or them about it I was trying to put myself in the situation where if they hadn't told me about it then I think it's a real explosion and that we should try to get away I don't know I really don't think I would have listened to the instructions because I would have been have been put off by that but so it's interesting I mean every it was like 50 50 right like some people were confused as to what to do and some didn't right it was it was like a five pass and four
0: fail um yeah jack was cracking me up because he was like i've had tactical training and he ran like a little bit oh my god over that fucking finish line i was laughing was, like, can nice i okay training. this
1: guy is like conceited is it just me he's so like and he's such a sore loser and he said it too but like he he tries to pull. did you notice how he said he's a sore loser where he's only a sore loser if he feels he was misinformed about the instructions <laughs> and so he and i don't know if you noticed when the next person failed which i think was bodhi jack actually yes. smiled like it made him feel better like i have never seen someone act this way over something that matters so little in the end of in the in the grander scheme you know what I'm i saying? feel
0: like that's the first taste we saw of ozzy coming out in him like that is yeah, ozzy yeah.
1: for sure um oh and did you hear what bodhi said where uh right before he went he's like can you believe or oh, oh, this this uh marriage has really prepped me for this course because i'm used to driving with my wife yelling at me did you oh, hear him say that? No. <laughs> So weird i don't think that's anything like this but okay and it no, sounds like your yeah. marriage is lovely <laughs> i'm glad i'm
0: glad bombs are going off as you're driving down the road with your wife <laughs> that's
1: a terrible way <laughs> to describe your wife <laughs> this is this is just like home this is a piece of cake <laughs> just Um, like wisconsin or wherever i'm from right like whatever he's so i wanted to ask
0: you who do you think would be the funniest cast member of bravo placed on this show
1: who's not on bravo um
0: no who is on bravo like who from bravo would be
1: the funniest oh my gosh oh my gosh it has to be someone like ramona or or even jacks taylor just because he's always like my back my 40 year old back something like that shep um, i put down shep can you imagine Sh- shep shep? Is such oh my gosh he has never he has never done a day's hard labor he's probably never even pumped his own gas so that would be pretty good <laughs> and i put down um, Heather um, oh my Dubrow gosh too. there's so many oh my gosh heather dupro <laughs> She would cry in two seconds. There's just no way. She wants to go back to her fifty five million dollar home. And <laughs> well, you heard oh, those House are some of villains.
0: If you're the first to cry, you're the first to fry. So you can't that is true.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tara Tara was definitely the first to cry. And um I'm surprised at how many people cried at this, especially because it's only eight days. Is that right? Is it eight days? It
0: is. It's a really
1: short yeah. amount of time. It's like a week's training. I mean, it is, but look how crazy it destroyed some of them mentally. Like some of them are really screwed up mentally from this. They it are, seems.
0: they are. And Savannah seems to be getting the most mentally yeah. messed up in this challenge. And I think the, the date really surrounded her. She started trying to tell some of her story. Um, I don't, I know you don't know a lot of her backstory. She has a 17 year old brother. And then she says she has another sister that's ten. It's not her biological sister. So um, her brother gave birth, or I shouldn't say her brother gave birth. Her brother and his girlfriend gave birth to a daughter, and they're some people. And so mom and dad took custody of her. And then when mom and dad went to prison, they gave that custody to Savannah. So she has this 10-year-old and 17-year-old at home with, I'm guessing grandma and her older brother who is also like he's okay he's not a bad guy but he's just not responsible so she Mm. is thinking in the back of her mind it's the first father's day without their dad being there because he's serving in prison and so they're alone and I really felt like that she is definitely earning way more of my respect than I ever imagined doing this show. So kudos to her for making it as far as she she has. Like, she's definitely being troubled mentally right now.
1: I completely agree. And you know what, when the staff say to her, you know, everyone's going through the same thing at home, just talk to all the other recruits and bond with them and It is not the same. No one else has their parents in prison and is taking care of two kids. But I have to tell you, I actually, two nights ago, listened to a podcast called um, True Crime and Cocktails. Have you heard of it? No um it's with Lauren Ash she's from that grocery store show that people were really into Superstore Superstore oh I and like um it's her and her cousin <laughs> yeah so it's it's a good uh, it's a good podcast so they just do like whatever's topical in terms of crime so they actually did an episode on um the Chris and so I I am well versed now <laughs> it was a two and a half yeah. hour episode so I know it all but I was wowed by the the father Todd like oh my this this man sounds like a really bad guy the the things he's done to their older daughter uh Lindsay like going out in the press talking about her cheating on her husband with specific reality stars. It was, ew, it's just very bizarre parenting. So I know that she's estranged. Um, so and, you know, it, and it sounds Savannah, like a very bizarre Savannah family.
0: follows suit under daddy. So um, right. she reports to duty under daddy. And
1: she's always- Did you notice the that- um, what... Oh, okay. That I didn't know. Did you notice that she said to the staff when they asked um, what- they were incarcerated for, she said, alleged financial Alleged. Crimes. I, right. I
0: literally paused it and was like, "Does she just say alleged <laughs> because they were convicted? So it's not alleged anymore.
1: I know they're going through the appeal, so maybe that's why in her mind. But um, I, I I am very impressed with her ability to step up and and take care of those kids. Because at the end of the day, or that other thing she said about just knowing now that she can love two people more than herself. More than I herself. mean, you're sort of watching her go through it in this right, and there isn't anything more important right now than those kids. Not yeah. this, especially because again, I'm going to point out there is no cash prize, <laughs> which Just is saying. crazy to me. Crazy
0: to me. Like what are if you, getting you can make it this? to the end, like oh you're getting your mental health back. Okay, I'm pretty sure I would leave there <laughs> in a mental crisis. Which, by the way, totally they talked about the rat on several different podcasts that I listened to, the rat. They tried to trap it, and listen, they were using tape, and I don't know what they thought they were going to do. Like, it was going to get on its feet, and then they were just... But they said Jack was determined that it crawled across his face one night, and so none of them could sleep because it was, like, in there with them all the time. Dana, yes. Oh, my God. I was like, I'm pretty sure that that would also be one of my, like...
1: I'm just going to lay here. Okay, wait, wait, wait. No. <laughs> okay, wait. Would you rather a <laughs> rat crawl across your face or have to do that initial um, test that they had to do over 340 meters of yeah, water, water meters. where they had to balance on the two poles? I'd you would? Yeah, over because the, I would
0: pass out and fall <laughs> and like, hang there with a rope, whereas okay, I, would, enough, I would think <laughs> about that rat and that I would feel its feet for months to come.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it would destroy you internally it would <laughs> i understand <laughs> oh by the way when savannah's talking about like everything she's got going on at home and how she's not mentally in it but she's saying like because i've got these kids or whatever she's explaining the whole story tom's like sucks <laughs> tom <laughs> yeah that does suck that her parents are in prison and that she's taking care of it. that's all you've got sucks not even that oh. sucks just sucks oh great you are supportive af So the same day they are
0: back at the camp and they're hanging out by the fire or whatever. It is same day and four o'clock and the staff is walking around with a handful of wetsuits. So now, you know, we're going swimming. Mm -hmm. And not only that, (laughs) but they're like screaming for them. And this was my favorite part of the whole entire episode was. Jack running they they yelled for them, and Jack was running, and he had that axe in his hand. yes, and the staff goes, "What are you running around with an axe for you, psycho?
1: <laughs> they are really making him feel like less of a man. <laughs> they are very quickly breaking him down, and I'm enjoying <laughs> watching
0: it, like I said, he can barely run anyway. an axe should not be something you have in your hand, Jack. You will die if you fall, okay. Idiot. Uh, so they're like sitting in there in that. Um, that was the first time I saw Bodie open up and talk about right. the loss of his daughter and her um sneaking out of the house uh, a little toddler and drowning in the neighbor's pool, which literally broke my heart.
1: So heartbreaking. But did you notice that when he describes his family, he's like, I have eight kids he he describes it as if that kid is still there right so he He had eight kids but one has passed away but he always says i have eight kids
0: i have eight kids
1: very sad i'm gonna
0: tell you Mm -hmm. something and you're probably gonna laugh at me so the first thing that happened when he started describing it was um another person in the room kelly is like you don't understand grief until you're in it because you know if you feel happy you feel like Bad. You feel Dilty. upset because you're, right. you shouldn't feel that happiness. And at that right. moment, I realized who the hell she was. I had
1: no idea who she was. Uh, me neither until she said. Bob. Yeah, who is she? She's Bob Saget's Bob right. Saget. Okay, yeah. What I didn't know either. <laughs> I yeah. was
0: like, oh my gosh, I know who she Well, she hasn't said now. anything
1: yet. Right? <laughs> uh, it's it's, it's a fear on our part. I had no idea who she was either, but yeah.
0: Yeah, and it really did seem like she is going through it whenever she was doing yeah. her confessional. So, I don't know. I just, I, I i laughed at myself when I even wrote that down because <laughs> I was like, I didn't realize who she was until that moment. Sorry, Kelly. No hate.
1: <laughs> I feel like going into these shows, you know about a third of them. So, don't don't feel bad. <laughs> I'm not judging you. There's no judgment coming from this way, so, but um, so yeah, you you go ahead and you explain the next task.
0: Um, it's well, I'll let you do the explanation of what they're gonna do. Um, I, I okay. did write down some a little bit, but it's seven p.m. when they arrive there. <laughs> seven p.m. Can you imagine
1: how cold that water is? I. <sighs> I this is the only task i feel i could physically do though yes that would be freezing cold water but just looking at it i feel like there's nothing about it i could screw up until i saw later on well i'll explain the task so the task is basically they have to dive off something um, into the freezing cold water and they have to dive backwards and they can't bend at the waist or move basically at all or else it'll lead to like a belly flop and you'll fail so savannah just basically is like i'm not doing this and that's when she's like i'm not mentally there um i and and i think she said and correct me if i'm wrong i don't want to be wet again did she say that she did okay (laughs) and you know what girl fair so she leaves then we're left with the eight but it was harder than it appears because jack tries to go and and um i think bodhi says that how he did it was a ball smasher (laughs) and Jojo does it. And and she ends up in like a belly flop. It was actually kind of difficult to stay straight back, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it would be difficult to do that. I think the most difficult thing for me and my husband said that it was probably the point of it was swimming all the way out there first. I thought they were going to like drive them out there in a boat. I would be, like, my mind would be completely, the blood has already stopped moving to my brain, so whatever you instructions you give me once I get out there and get up on that platform, I'm probably going to be stupid dumb.
1: Yeah. I mean, you could see it in their faces. Their faces almost looked like they had seen a ghost right before they were supposed to dive back. They just looked white and pale and gone.
0: He said that that was a... It helped the military with clandestine procedures. And it's a gut check. What does that mean? It's a gut check to keep you calm in like bad, like bad environment or bad conditions. So
1: if you get
0: thrown out of an airplane into freezing cold water, you can get yourself to safety without losing your your head,
1: that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Were you impressed with how many people passed or were you not?
0: Um, I think I was impressed with how many people did it. I was kind of weirded out by especially like Jojo, because I thought if anybody can, you know, nail down I'm not moving these parts of my body, it's a professional dancer.
1: Mm-hmm. But you know what, and she's really good at, I don't know if you notice, but she's always, you know, really watching the people before her trying to, um, what's the word, like practice her stance. And she's always, she always seems like she's really going into it as prepared as possible, um, taking notes in her mind. But I guess the body does what it does once it's up there. I mean, you've never done it before. I'm sure if she tried a second time, but it's, I don't know, right? Like you think, okay, I'm just going to keep my body this way. And then it just doesn't. She sort yeah. of ended up going in like a circle
0: yeah she did the worst i think she like almost face flopped.
1: well who took it the worst though jack. oh it was jack again jack yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> hands down okay and, what's and that they word they're sure... using for the bag because they're are they saying bergen i you know the big bag they have to carry because i keep writing I... down bag but i keep hearing them say bergen
0: they are saying something, and I don't know what they're saying because I know okay. it's a ruck sack. Okay, we'll just call
1: it bag. It's a ruck sack okay. to me. Yeah, that's what kind of why I Got
0: always it. say ruck, like they're ruck. That my husband used okay. to do, he used to have to do runs with those, like 20 mile runs oh with those. So he would go and practice. So he would go running around town and put that on, and you had to put like so much weight in it. So we would put, you know, weights down inside of it. So it had like, I think it's like 80 pounds. It has to be.
1: Oh my God. With the equipment in it.
0: So she wasn't kidding Tara when she was like, I can't carry the sack. Yeah. I was just thinking about
1: her. (laughs) Yeah. I was just thinking it weighed the same as she did. Yeah. But they're throwing them around
0: and you can't do that because there's important shit down inside of there. Like right now there's probably not because they're idiots and they're not going to give them that important shit, but there's usually important shit down inside of there and you can't break it. So you, you have to be a little bit more careful with them. So they get what's called a beating or a beasting. That's what it is a beasting. Push ups, staying in like a planking push up position. Awful. It was awful to watch. Um, then, you know, they're screaming at them because some of them are going down on their knees um, or elbows. And so then they move them up into squat position. They call it electric chair. I didn't know. that. There's no way I could squat with that damn bag on.
1: Oh, my God. Do you think you'd fall forward? I think
0: I'd fall backward, for sure.
1: Yeah, probably backwards. They said at one point, you have to treat the bag like a baby. I don't know if you have to go that far, but yeah, okay, I get it. So, but, Jack, they, they are just on him. They 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 just want to make him feel like a piece of shit. I feel like they
0: really have been on him this episode in the last couple of episodes. Yeah. They're kind of, like, zeroing in on him. They do bring him mm-hmm. in the office, and he kind of spills his right. guts and and tells them about his MS diagnoses. I didn't know he had MS. So that was kind of a— Neither
1: did I, actually.
0: Yeah, kind of a, yeah, a newsflash that. to me. Um, Kudos to him for doing this challenge with MS, because I know he has a lot of continued muscle, body aches, and symptoms from that, and it's not easy. So that is just the cold alone. I would think the environmental change is probably setting him off into an episode.
1: Is it a progressive disease? It is. It
0: is, it usually isn't as progressive if you are really on top of physical and occupational therapies. So as mm-hmm. long as you're doing that, it really, really helps. I know a lot of people, um, I have a couple of friends really, really close to me that one recently diagnosed, um, my age and she just literally thought she was having a stroke one night and her husband's a pilot. So he was gone. And she had to have her 17-year-old daughter drive her to the ER. She thought she was dying. So, you know, she, like, went and she didn't leave the hospital. Really amazing um, care she received at St. Mary's in in St. Louis. um, But she got amazing care where they didn't let her leave until they kind of did enough tests to find out what was going on. So, but she, she lives pretty symptom free right now because she's so on top of her medication and therapies.
1: I wonder if they're going to treat him any differently now that they know he has these limitations and not necessarily limitations, but no one has yet voiced except for Tara, except like her frailness. No one has actually said, you know, I can't do this because my body isn't capable because I have a disability or something to that regard. So I wonder how they would handle something like that. If I, happens.
0: I almost think they probably know. Um, I'd say they probably had to answer some questions whenever his mm, agent, right. whoever was signing him up, they probably had to go through a series of questions with the staff and understanding if the challenges were capable of someone who, you know, has a disability of that sort. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say it did kind of make me think. <clears throat> so I'm I'm all about the questions this time. Do you think that Tom would have ever done this show if Scandal hadn't happened?
1: If I don't know how much they got paid for this. I'm assuming they got paid for it because, again, there is no prize. So there's no reason to go on it. So if it's a hefty paycheck, I think he would have um, for the money. Yeah, he's he seems to be doing opportunities for the money. I don't see why he wouldn't have done an opportunity that would have given him a lot of money. I, I think that's I think that's the only reason he did it. Even when he's saying, I want to get punished. No, you don't. You don't feel sorry for anything. So see, in my that's opinion, the thing. Yeah, he would have still done it.
0: I think? feel a little differently, I think he wouldn't have done it, okay. I think that what? he's only doing it, and like you just said, where he was like, I want to be punished, I think he just wants the world to see him be punished, so that's okay, so maybe even feel sorry, sorry, sorry him for him again, yep,
1: because there could even be more scenes where he puts on more of a you know fake tear, this and that, and we just didn't see it because maybe they were like. We've seen this song and dance too many times, right? I mean, maybe he wasn't as interesting. He never was. That was the thing. I think (laughs) they played him up as being interesting. And, you know, maybe anything else he was in, they sort of had to cut just because it was boring.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It just, like, when I was watching it, I was like, I wonder if. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But um, another podcast I did mentioned about the fact that you've got Ariana doing Dancing with the Stars, which has, like, such prestige, while he's doing, like, The mass Singer, <laughs> you know, which has, like, a, a different element to it, for sure. So, and you know how jealous he gets about opportunities. Right? That's kind of I wonder one if he's been just that... standing outside of Dancing with the Stars you... <laughs> waiting for his opportunity.
0: <laughs> you know he has to watch her performances. I She's so on it right now. For sure. Like... I'm mm-hmm. so impressed by her. Like, that's the thing. I know in my heart she would have done Dancing with the Stars regardless of anything that happened. Like, she would have been all about that. For sure. Kind of sure. her thing. I was so excited because she liked my comment the other day about <gasps> voting for her.
1: Yes, I was so happy. That's amazing. Um, Ugh, always I like love interaction that with
0: the past. So that always makes you feel good as a creator whenever you get that interaction.
1: Totally. And they're so nice for the most part. And that when you reminds want to see James me, Kennedy.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, I go the twenty-sixth. So actually okay. I have so much going on. I'm gonna go to my twenty-five year class reunion this Saturday night.
1: And then Ooh. Sunday
0: morning I'm gonna leave for New York City to go to a premiere of New York Housewives in New York City in Manhattan. And then um that i come back that Monday and then that Thursday I'll leave and drive to DC and go see James Kennedy Thursday night. So there's a lot coming up pretty soon that I'm going to be doing, but that reminds me, everybody make sure and go um, give a, give a follow of the podcast. Please leave feedback. Let us know if there's something you want us to cover or you want us to, you know, you have some feedback to give us on, the way we're presenting, or something you want us to do, and um, please go follow uh, Brunch and Bravo on TikTok and on Instagram. She's got some amazing. Yeah, I'm on TikTok
1: now. <laughs> I know. I love it.
0: I love being able to tag. I'm trying. <laughs> Thank you. TikTok's more fun than ever. I always love
1: your support. TikTok is way more fun. It than goes faster. Made it does yeah and it's it goes faster in a way it's like this it's these little quick bursts of endorphins I guess yes
0: yes so I I enjoy the the creation part of this sometimes more but then watching Mm -hmm. and then if I get to podcast with people like you and I'm gonna do a house of villains so we're gonna I'm gonna release a house of villains podcast in the next couple of days as well so that's going to be dropping that's amazing i know so exciting
1: we're all loving the show so i can't wait to listen
0: to it oh i'm so excited she's a huge bananas fan i'm a huge Jax taylor um so we're gonna kind of go together and give perspective she has the backstory of everything i don't when it comes to like corinne and bananas and new york and those kind of things that i'm just not Savion, on and I mm-hmm. will totally take the rest because I got Omarosa I, I'm apprentice all day long
1: okay <laughs> she she went in with like I don't she's want to take your podcast away but she's she went yeah just you know no she means business yeah yeah okay. it's gonna be a fun watch I'm really I'm glad in. that um I have this the channel
0: <laughs> thank you so much for joining me and please make